the Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, oh, that's a very good question. Uh, hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Hey, lucky thing. <laughs> Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry. What's his name? Uh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. The Tom Sumner Program. Old-fashioned radio for a new generation. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. It's time now for Armchair Politics. Join host Tom Sumner for this weekly reality check on current events in local, state, and national politics and the real issues that really matter. You, too, can be part of Armchair Politics. Find us on Facebook. We let the dogs off their leash. Stay tuned. Because it's on now. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Armchair Politics, our weekly roundtable on the Tom Sumner program. Joining me for today's edition of Armchair Politics, our panel of political pundits includes... Uh, a roundtable regular on the left, Flint's premier political pundit, Paul Rosicki. Paul, good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Good to be here. And on the right, we have a substitution. Uh, um, our uh, roundtable regular, Henry Hatter, a uh, longtime Genesee County Republican, was on jury duty. So <laughs> I asked if... Uh, uh, a a regular visitor uh, to the round table, usually in the third chair to sit in for uh, Henry today. He is uh, best-selling author and legislative liaison at the Convention of States Project, Wes Whitaker, filling in for Henry. Good morning, Wes. Welcome. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, Paul. morning, Wes. And I want to make sure hanging is illegal in Genesee County now, right? <laughs> Henry's pretty pretty extreme there. Yeah. Well, we have uh, last but not least MSU law professor and an armchair politics alumni, a uh, a uh, former uh, roundtable regular himself, J.D. Weingarten, joining us. Good morning, J.D. Welcome. Hey, it's the old geezer. How are you? <laughs> the old geezer. <laughs> morning, J.D. How you doing? I'm doing great, Paul. And yourself? Good. Excellent. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Wes, I haven't had the pleasure, but it's great to have you on. Good to, good to meet you as well. Well, we always start with a couple of quotes, and uh, I like to start with a finish the quote based on Mark Bondo's uh, Facebook feature, Finish the Joke. We open Armchair Politics with Finish the Quote. This is where I ask you simply, how would you finish this quote? And it goes like this. It is better to be violent if there is violence in our hearts than to what? Mm. Mm. See, that's a tough one. I'm not sure where to go with that one. Um, 
Probably something about love in our hearts, but I'm not sure where that was. I could go. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's um, it's it's a little tricky and a little surprising when you find out who it came from. It is better to be violent if there is violence in our hearts than to put on the cloak of nonviolence to cover impotence. Oh, whoa. Well, I guess uh, that came from John Kennedy, didn't it? No. Oh, even even more of a surprise, J.D., that came from Mahatma Gandhi. Oh, wow. my goodness. You know, he was the, he was the founder of nonviolent uh, demonstrations. That's right, uh, yeah. In India, and uh, Martin Luther King adopted his principles in the fight for minority rights in the United States. Uh, I think, though, that I think that we have to remember that you that violence uh, is is the ultimate diplomacy. <laughs> well, it certainly has been this week, and we're going to get into that. More, as, yeah, said as, more ways than one this week. As, <laughs> as we get yeah. through some of these different items, um, a, a quote that got my attention and and a lot of people's attention. In fact, people kind of hung on that. Um, on this particular phrase, for God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. Oh, that's, that's uh, Biden, Biden's last line of his Biden. speech in Poland. Yeah, President uh, Joe Biden declared forcefully Saturday that Russian President Vladimir Putin should no longer remain in power, an unabashed challenge that came at the very end of a swing through Europe meant to reinforce Western unity. The White House afterward downplayed the remark. The president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region, a White House official said. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. The line was not in Biden's prepared remarks, a separate White House official said. Do you accept the White House explanation, or could the president have been testing the world's reaction to the notion of canceling Putin? Let, let's hear from Wes on that. Let's hear from Wes on that. I, I find it very disingenuous that Biden can just rattle off the top of his head out of his empty attic and the, the whole White House and everything jumps up and covers everything he says. Is, oh, no, he was just saying his own feelings. He wasn't really setting policy anything with, you know, Trump tweets Kofefe in the middle of the night because he can't see the keyboard and they have an international incident over it. I mean, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> you think double he, standard. Do you think he was testing the waters to see if, uh, if there was any um, support for the idea of taking Putin out? You know, the no, weird thing was that that line dominated the coverage. I mean, the, the rest of the earlier part of the speech was, was one of Biden's better speeches, but the only thing we heard about was that very last line. I, uh, he gets off script. Well, I, I don't think that's the case at all. I, I, I disagree. He's a human being, and any human being that is not totally upset with what's going on in the Ukraine has got to screw loose because this man has done a very brutal horrible thing to those people and to his own people and I, I feel he spoke from the heart I feel it showed the true emotions of the American public and you know if you're that heartless and you can't speak out about that kind of tyranny what kind of president are you 
What kind of president wouldn't speak out loud and clear about this horror? Uh, uh, and, and I don't, term, loud and clear. Yeah. And I, I, oh boy, I love Jeopardy. I feel that he did a, he's doing a great job. He's, he has marshaled it. He has made, he has brought NATO together where this former president split them apart, which allowed Putin to do what he's doing now because, you know, we all know what he is. And to make it even worse, this former president now is coming out and saying, well, Putin ought to stand up to, uh, uh, to Biden and, and, and exploit him and Hunter, Hunter Biden for what they are. What kind <laughs> yeah. of a human being says something like that? In a war. We're at war. And we're not at war. Think, I think he's, yeah, we are. He thinks no, this is a big, well, hold on a sec. He thinks this is a big game. That's all he thinks about, if he thinks at all. You're talking about Biden, right? Uh, you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm waiting for the... I want some of what J.D.'s been smoking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting for the oligarchs to take some action against against Putin. I have a hunch that that's what's going to happen at the end of all this, is that kind of like Khrushchev after the Cuban Missile Crisis, we're going to see something within Moscow, within the Kremlin, that's going to remove Putin, maybe not immediately, maybe a year or two down the road. But I think uh, because he's... Well, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting if Russians start hacking Russians. That's right. <laughs> yeah. well, hey, well, hey, listen. Well, I, I agree. We've made, we've, we've made I agree with Paul because, because Putin is, is affecting their bottom line. Right. Well, that's, that's exactly right. And uh, the other thing is we made some progress. I mean, the guy got back from the spacecraft after that moron... Uh, assaulted him verbally uh, in the favor to leave him up there. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? Anyway, it's let's, going to be let's, very interesting. Let's, let's jump on to uh, another quote that, that got a lot of people's attention. Well, I don't know if this quote did, but certainly what it's talking about did. Um, that's the first time I've ever seen him go off. Oh, that's uh, <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith and the Academy Awards. Yeah, it was Will yeah. Smith's mother, Carolyn. She was gathered with family at her home in uh, the Philadelphia suburbs Sunday night, excited to see her son at the Academy Awards. And while she told CNN affiliate that she had immense pride that the actor won his first Oscar for his performance in King Richard, she said she was shocked by him slapping Chris Rock. Um. Were you surprised, and did you think the joke warranted that response? Uh, first of all, let me explain something. Let, can I, I'll speak to that. I, uh, words, no matter how abusive and vindictive and nasty they are, do not constitute grounds for assault. We learned that in law school about the first, uh, first year in criminal law. But the point is uh, that he did it in such a way that was so uh, unimaginably brutal in front of all of those people, uh, I thought I thought that Rock was wrong in what he said. Uh, at least he should have gone over the line with her first if they're such good friends and he loved her before he spotted it off before 15 million people. But uh, Smith uh, taking the law in his own hands to smack him down, we can't have that. And then this is what this is what these foreign countries saw. This is what the cult. This is what they're thinking our culture is all about. And I think that what we have to do is look towards our culture 
and look and see what happens. Now, I don't think they're going to do anything uh, necessarily. The you know the the board of uh, they're the, not going to uh, take the Oscar away. I don't think. No, no, you know, and and you see, this is another example of the newsies. And I say, I know Wes will agree with me when I say that these people, the news people, for money, for advertising, for share, they make a big deal out of everything. Now, 20, 30, oh, yeah. 40 years ago, you know, uh, all right, so they had a little altercation. All right. It was not a good thing. But it's not so sensational to be broadcasting it 24 hours. Yeah, I'm struck by the fact that, you know, the fact that one celebrity slaps another celebrity becomes the, the number one news story for days on yeah, end. That's you know? ridiculous. But, well, but, I, you know, I have to the say. Thing that puzzles, the thing that puzzles me is Chris Rock saying he, he's not going to press charges. I mean, doesn't, isn't that kind of out of his hands? It is out of his television hands. Television live like that? It, it is out of his hands. It's completely up to the matter. prosecutor yeah. as to whether or not oh, no, 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 should hold be on. filed. You know, you know, you guys, guys, hold on. Well, without, without a victim, uh, I'm out, kind of, I, look, I'm a prosecutor, okay? You can't prosecute mm -hmm. a case without a... Yeah, I was, yeah. I was a uh, yeah. chief assistant in Genesee County for three years. Uh, yeah. But you can't prosecute on a misdemeanor without having someone... Uh, you know, testify as to what happened. I mean, you just can't. You can't use the video to convict them, okay? It won't work. In a misdemeanor, it won't work. You've got to identify him. You've got to put it on the record. You ain't going to do it. That's, their, that's his prerogative. I think that just, the justice system, you know, should have gotten involved in this thing. And maybe uh, Rock will have second thoughts about it, you know, for two reasons. One, one, and I'm not saying the guy should go to prison. Now, don't, don't get the list. Don't get, don't get shot upset about that but one what kind of a you, 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 the children are watching that thing what some kid in school gonna knock you know gonna knock some kid out because he called them out for some reason i mean the kids are watching this stuff and we're setting an example for uh and we're supposed to be a peace-loving country you gotta realize the significant the social significance of what what happened there and it's just like with with the jail and rose the same thing. Now he got a forty thousand dollar fine and a five day five month suspension from the uh, NAA's. You know the not the NAA. I mean the uh, yeah. And uh, uh, okay, I think that was I think that was just, and I think it I you know, uh, I, I, but you can't. You have to remember you're playing to the young, and and the uneducated. And this is just not appropriate behavior, especially uh, in such a, a setting. And, and the, the tragedy of the whole thing is, is that both Rock and Smith are going to—they're going to reap rewards from this because their name is all over the place. That's uh, I, I hear the, the tickets for their show. This, yeah, for, Rock, the Rock shows out. are selling all like crazy. And yeah, he, and he's laughing all but the way to the bank. To be there has to be some repercussions from the Board of Governors or something. Well, they're, they're going to make... The point was made, what happens if you go in a comedy club? I mean, I did stand up in the 80s, and you got Those people that act, are... Like, you got to uh, Hold on a second. I hey, I've got to put a comma actors, here, J.D., because we've got a break. But uh, right. we'll come back and we'll, we'll pick up on this, because this was uh, an interesting week, and we'll talk about uh, some of the other inappropriate behavior when we return.
Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Our fellow Americans. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans. And soon, they will be available to everyone. The science is clear. These vaccines will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. They could save your life. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. That's the first step to ending the pandemic and moving our country forward. It's up to you. you ever feel like you need an attitude adjustment? Are you wishing there was a magic pill or a new app for your mobile device? Why don't you try live local music? Music can make you dance, bring back fond memories, inspire you to be more creative, whether you attend a child's school concert or recital, go to a local symphony concert, visit local bars and restaurants that feature dance music, sing-along piano, or jazz and blues. Music could be just what you're looking for. Supporting live local music is more than a way to support your local artists and economy. It's a great way to improve your own quality of life. Support live local music. This message is brought to you from the Tom General stuff. Listen, I have a legal question. What is it, Mom? I just got a call from the water company. Apparently, your father has not been paying the bill. I guess they're going to turn the water off because we owe more than a thousand dollars now. Can you believe it? Actually, I can't. So, listen. We just have to send them $200 in Edible Arrangements gift cards, and that will keep the water on. Now, here's the legal question. What is the website for Edible Arrangements? Mom, it's an imposter scam. Imposter scam? Is that .com or .edu? No, the call was a scam. Scammers will pretend to be a government agency or a utility company or someone else you might do business with. A big red flag is if they tell you that you can pay them using gift cards. So when in doubt, ask for the information to be sent to you in writing. And never give a caller or someone you don't know your personal information or your money. If you do suspect an imposter scam, report it to my office at mi.gov slash agcomplaints. Okay, all right. And Dana, where do I file a complaint that my daughter hasn't visited in over a month? Does your office have a website for that? Okay, Mom, I'm hanging up now. 
I'm Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel. Visit mi.gov slash agcomplaints for your connection to consumer protection. Hi, this is Deb Cherry, Genesee County Treasurer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Armchair Politics continues now on the Tom Sumner Program with our uh, uh, roundtable of political pundits. We have uh, Paul Rosicki, a roundtable regular, and uh, he's joined by uh, Wes Whitaker and J.D. Weingarten. Um, welcome back, everybody. I, you know, I was I was going to say last this last week has been a, a, an especially weird one. I um, was, you know, of course, uh, surprised not surprised, but um, embarrassed a little by some of the antics of the uh, Flint City Council, and I turned on the. Uh, Senate confirmation hearings, and I see uh, Ted Cruz ranting about racist babies and holding up children's exactly. books. And and uh, then I uh, I thought, well, you know, let's see what's happening at the uh, Flint School Board. And the president of the school board smashes the, the treasurer's head into the desk and starts yeah. punching her. And then um, I thought, well, I, I need to relax. Maybe I could just kick back and watch the Oscars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's been that kind of a week. My, I tell you, my, my reaction to when I saw the story on the school board was that they did something nobody else has been able to do. They made the... Uh, the Flint City Council no longer the worst, uh, the least least organized government in, in Genesee County. I mean, that's no small accomplishment. They uh, they managed to make the Flint City Council look civilized. That's right. That's right. I mean, that's not that's not easy to do. But they I, I think, uh, uh, Tom, I, I disagree. I think I think they both uh, equally sink to the levels of ruining the political process here for their respective organizations. In, oh, realistically, in, you're true. Yeah, that's right. That's in the story, in the story that uh, that came out about mm-hmm. the alleged assault between the two Flint Board of Education members, um, have you read or heard anything that would explain the board uh, president Daniel Green's uh, attack on Laura McIntyre? I mean, was there not any, that I've seen? Was there yeah, a, when, I, when I saw that, I, my initial reaction was oh, maybe somebody shoved somebody or something like that. But when or, I after or, I read the story, I realized I think the she had the, the woman had a concussion or was afraid of having a concussion. It sounded like it was really a violent attack. But but I don't know. Uh, I couldn't uh, explain uh, what caused. I mean, uh, yeah, I I don't I just don't understand why people are so combative in the whole society lately. Uh, uh, you know, and this is not a good. This is not a good sign. This is just not a good sign. It's the lockdown. It's a reaction to all the lockdowns and all the mandates and all the pressure that people are under. With gas mm. prices. I mean, uh, from every direction. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think, <clears throat> I think you're. I think there, there's some. I think that's part of it. Uh, I, I think that's part of it. But I don't think you can take gas prices and and heating bills and uh, food bills and transfer it 
to being combative and violent in a society. I mean, I, I, I understand it, but I don't think that's the whole picture. I, I think the culture has changed. I think the media and all of the media hype has changed the culture. And, it's not, and, some, and some of it is not for the good. I think and that's true. Yeah, I, think I agree. What, 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 what Tom used to call rant radio, um, and, and I think you'll see the same thing on, in, in social media as well, even more so, has really fed a lot of that kind of thing. Um, social media is no longer social. That's no, true. see, that's true. the other thing. And that's the other thing. Why do people put their, their dog, why do people put their birthday cake, why do people put their family pictures on Facebook? To get notoriety, everybody's got a family. Everybody, most everybody, I don't have a dog, but most people have dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmed by some of these people. They, they're like Alice in Wonderland. And so, I, you know, I, I, I haven't been on Facebook for months. <clears throat> and some of the, uh, of course, and, and Paul Ozicki knows why, because of some of the alarming stuff that comes out from a political perspective. <laughs> well, uh, uh, people, I get your emails all the time, JD. Yeah, I, I'm glad you do, and, and thank you for for for, for listening. <laughs> I really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I uh, stopped posting those things, JD. You know uh, what, what strikes me too is that I think reaction of that kind from one person generates a similar reaction from something else. When I watched the Flint City Council, I noticed that there's a number of people on there who who really are intelligent, civilized people and know how to conduct a meeting, but once they get in that atmosphere and it starts going downhill, everybody seems to jump on the same bandwagon. Well, and that's the, that's that megalomania uh, stuff you see at a football game, and, and it really it, it doesn't bow well for a democracy where we're supposed to be uh, reasonable people that will compromise on issues. You know, that's one of the things that that came up at this uh, at this recent city council meeting where they, it was uh, it, it wasn't a council meeting; it was an investigative hearing, uh, the third one of the week, uh, looking at the um, waste Trash contract. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and it turned into this this whole, uh, you know. Uh, um, Senate committee hearing where they started attacking the mayor for um, nepotism. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Uh, I, I understand that. What happened to Mahatma Gandhi's techniques? What happened to Martin Luther King's techniques? What happened uh, to well, George where Bush's did, techniques? Where did, this where, 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 where did it all go? Where did it all go? Where did this meeting go awry? When, when, um, when in in public conversation, in open public meetings, whether it's a Senate hearing or this investigative hearing by the Flint City Council, did it become appropriate to try to trip up the person you are asking questions from? The only thing you can figure on that, Tom, is this. Oh, I, I'm going to try to tell you where it went awry. Something must have been said that really angered the other person. And it could have been, and I don't know because I don't have any, I have no idea. I was just saying, you know, I don't have any idea, but I'm just guessing. I'm guessing, so don't jump all over me, you guys. Uh, it could have been something that they had spoken about in private that suddenly became public or suddenly 
a person uh, said something different than they had told him in private. But I don't know. I mean, I, why would anybody resort well, to a you know, take take Ted Cruz violence. Take Ted Cruz for example. Oh God. When is it? <laughs> when is it appropriate? To ask a human being if they believe babies are racist. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean what would you think of... Let me ask you a question, Tom. What would you do if, you, if your wife was called a pig by a person? Just a filthy pig. But what would you do? What would your reaction be? I would immediately default to explaining to people how much I love bacon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, there's, a, there's a good response. Do, oh, that's, I love it. All you have to do is look at this man's history, and that's how you judge people. Uh, when he was running for president, and oh, yeah. uh, form, former president, uh, uh, our former president uh, made a statement about a, a nasty, uh, maligned, low-life statement about Mr. Cruz's wife, Senator Cruz's wife, excuse me. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, he becomes mootsy and putsy with this guy. Now, what does that tell you about the character of this man? What does that tell you when someone assaults someone about the character of those people? But, but it's, it's popping up in the weirdest places. I mean, I understand that critical race theory, which I still haven't had fully defined to me for my satisfaction but i understand that there's some controversy about it and there are going to be some discussions but at what point do you ask a person if they believe babies are racist that that makes absolutely no sense oh well but and you got to consider no, the source there's Don't you no yeah i got there yeah, well, but you know, I think do we consider the source when it's Will Smith getting up in a crowded theater, going up on stage sure and do. slapping sure the comedian? Sure Will Smith has never exhibited any kind of inappropriate behavior. Oh well, I disagree. He did the other night. Yeah, I disagree too. There was an earlier thing. coming no, out. I, I, about think, I think some of that, some of this is to go back to Tom's comment and JD's. It gets you more attention. I mean, who's more entertaining? Uh, a uh, Marjorie Green yelling about uh, Jewish lasers, or a, uh, a congressional committee hearing on on tax policy? I mean, it's more entertaining to talk about the crazy stuff than it is about the routine business of government. So Especially when many of us are homebound, you know. Yeah, yeah that's also that, that's going yeah. back to my original point. Everybody, everybody's been put into this pressure cooker and like jd said the news is no longer the news it's now gotcha infotainment and right people are just feeling it pile on them and they're reacting i i agree with that and i i feel that we have to show leadership and somebody tries if it's not right. going to be if it's not going to be our u.s senators if it's not going to be our city council people if it's not going to be um you know uh, uh well-known celebrities that act like adults then the media absolutely has to and they're not no they're not no. they've abdicated that role well, I, I, I've, I've seen so much uh, comedy on the me in the media, so many statements that are ridiculous. I'll I, I tell you, I, 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 everyone's got an opinion. And back when I started 
I can't tell you how old I am. I'm 77. And back when I started, uh, you had to have a, uh, you had to have a point and counterpoint. In other words, if you made a, uh, gave an opinion on, on the air, you had to have someone, uh, counter, have, who has a counter opinion, uh, you know, give their, their opinion. Uh, that, that went away with uh, the idea of, uh, I guess, with the, uh, with the, uh, the fairness doctrine. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's when Rune okay. Ardledge, when Rune Ardledge left ABC's Wide World of Sports and took over ABC News, that's when the change occurred. Because it was no longer news where you had editorial opinion. It, it said editorial opinion. It yeah, went right. To infotainment. That, that's where, exactly you know, right. I mean, it was more important noticed, how the person um, looked on TV. Tom, I know that you watch commentators because that's your business, and I, 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 and you do it, do it so extremely well. But have you watched, for example, David Muir on ABC, who's the top guy? Right, I, right. Now, he's, now he's this, the I know, I know where you're going, JD. I think. Yeah, go ahead. This guy is so freaking emotional to make the story. Did you did you ever notice they they open every nightly newscast with breaking news as we come on the air? Oh, it's all it's all could be it's uh, you know it's it's going to be partly cloudy today, but it's breaking news. (laughs) Let me (laughs) tell you a funny story. I'll tell you a funny a quick funny story, and I won't make it long. I promise, Tom. Um, I I was on. uh, I I met a buddy of mine who who ran a national TV show called Street Court, and he came and I got him. I got him. I met him out on the uh, Jersey Shore where my family had had a home and uh we were good friends and he he was a super guy and he had in his contract that he had to go places other than new york city in the Bronx, and you know for the street court what the deal was you you pick a case you pay for the defense if the defendant won you pay for the point you you would uh, give the plaintiff their day in court and you would have a judge and you'd have it on out on the street Ah, well this is great so he may come to Flint. Well, it's a national TV show. Everybody knows about it. And so they, they came to Flint uh, as, my, as my guests. And, and we, we went, oh, and I went to district court and found a couple of cases for them. And so we're out there. And, the, and back then, the Flint Journal had a photographer and a newscaster, and it was such big news in this community that they brought the, they brought the press. So I'm, I'm going to give them a little, you know, little spiel. And the judge is going to give him a little spiel. And he says to me, now, J.D., make sure you tell him this is breaking news. <laughs> I mean, yes. Give me a freaking break, man. Breaking news, you know. Some guy had a, a beef with his landlord. That's breaking news. Yeah. But it's the way the whole culture is shaped. Now, I don't mind if adults like Wes and me and, and – um, and all of us here today talking about this, uh, you know, uh, get the, we can we can wade through the breaking news. But the problem is, are the young uned- and the uneducated? They don't understand that it's all hype, and they well react remember accordingly. remember when uh, John Stewart was hosting uh, the the nightly uh, comedy news uh, program on on uh, Comedy Central. Uh, the Daily Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was there was a piece out. And I I don't know if it was, uh, you know, in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times or on CNN or what. But but some 
study um, or survey had indicated that that certain uh, people of a certain age were getting their news from the Daily Show. And John Stewart threw a fit and said, "We're not the news. This yeah. is a comedy yeah. show." That's right. Right. You should not, don't turn I mean, to our show for the news. And and of course, I remember saying at the time that I thought, you know, they would always tell a news story, and then go into whatever reaction or comedy reaction they were going to have to it. And the actual writing, the setup of the news story, I thought was some of the best news writing on television at the time. <laughs> that's true. Well, that's true. Let, let, let's be constructive. Let's be constructive. I agree with that. But you know. What we need to do to instill in the um, American people is wisdom. There has to be wisdom. They have to understand the nature and extent of our society and what is news, what is not news. Now, I have a remedy for all this. I mean, I am, I am so old that I have been through so much that I can tell you a lot of good stuff. And this is really good stuff. So I hope the listening audience listens to me. I want you to go on YouTube and, and, and uh, ask, if you can ask or type in the, the name Timothy Ferris. Timothy Ferris, F-E-R-I-S. He's my cousin, and he is a retired astrophysicist from uh, Cal Berkeley, emeritus uh, professor, and he... Uh, he, his voice is on the Voyager spacecraft. And this guy is so freaking smart. <laughs> I mean, I am totally impressed with this guy. And he gives such great definitions. And what you want to ask for is the Rocky Hill Lectures. Because he's, uh, he's, he's, in, he's in California, uh, in, in, in Rocky Hill, uh, which is his um, uh, vineyard. And he is, he comes up with some of the simplistic understanding of our human race that I think everyone could profit from just listening to him for 10 or 15 minutes just to get a perspective because we've lost, in my opinion, we've lost a lot of perspective in this country and we've lost a lot of, everything is a knee-jerk reaction and it shouldn't be. A perfect example of that is what happened at Yale Law School last week with the oh, absolutely. law students trying to shut down a free speech discussion. Yeah, no, a I panel discussion on free speech, and they tried to shut it yeah, down. Yeah, yeah. See that? See, and that's just uh, that's outrageous. It's a vile. They have First Amendment rights. I think education today. Uh, you know, we 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 have we have the same problems that society has. You know. But uh, I think that I think that people have to respect other people's uh, right to speak. I think we might really have brought don't. this up last week or maybe the week before, and and so I don't know Wes or or JD if if you heard about this, but the uh, truckers up in Canada that that did the blockade oh. that were uh, protesting about the um, vaccine mandates. Right. <laughs> when when the uh, prime minister. Um, exercised emergency powers which was a little bit unusual I, I mean they they exist but they're very rarely if ever used um, to break up the the protests some of the um, 
some of yeah. the Canadian truckers were complaining that their constitutional rights were being violated and that they didn't have any that they they were uh, not being afforded free speech. <laughs> and yeah. the the guy who told me about that was a, a journalist who works in in Toronto, but also in the states. And and he he brought it up because he thought it was really funny because Canadians are so impacted by American <laughs> media that they they just assume everybody has a constitution and right and oh, free yeah. speech. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, they make a, the, 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 a lot of people make a big deal about little things, but they do it about everything. Uh, and we, as we've touched upon, and we have we have to be smarter than that in this country. We have to see through this tinsel, and we have to go right to the heart. We have to deal with the heart with our fellow man too, and that's something that seems to uh, be uh, something that we have to be able to understand. Uh, I, I've never been able to understand why anybody, for example, would vote for Donald Trump. I mean, I, I can't in my wildest imagination wonder why anyone would vote for him, okay? Because the alternative was Hillary Clinton, my God. Well, now, simple one. Now, 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 hold on. Time out. Hold on. I, 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 hold I, on. What's her qualifications? What's her qualifications? Well, she was senator. She was the secretary of state. She was the first lady. She was very well And not only that, Wes, not only that, Wes, but she went to Wellesley where my mother went. So, I, I you know, this is important <laughs> to me. Anyway. I rest my anyway. case. Oh, God, I love it. I love you. But look, here's the point. The point is, the point is I can understand, and, I, and I'm going to start something, and I, 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 because it's getting late and people want to listen. I don't want people to fall asleep listening to us. Uh, I can understand voting for him the first time, okay? And I'm not going to argue about that because you're going to give the guy a chance. But it was, okay? I think it was an anti-incumbent vote. Anti-incumbent. Right, exactly. And they put two and two together. I mean, he had, you know, that. Okay. Now, most people, when they become president of the United States, all in, in our history, fortunately, have become presidential. With one exception. And that was him. So... As a direct result of that, I can under, and all the things that went on, the two impeachments and go on, on I, and I could go on for half, as Paul knows, I could go on for about an hour and a half on that issue. But You're talking about Bill Clinton? No, I'm talking about uh, Donald <laughs> J. Trump. Anyways, Bill, don't, let's not go there. Anyways, right, I, <laughs> I love it. Anyways, the point is, is how the heck could you vote for him the second time? That, that's, all I, that's all I have. Uh, that's all I have. Because, <laughs> because he what? was running against Joe Biden. Well, when you follow, oh, when you follow that Joe logic. Biden has had, uh, your, uh, Joe Biden is absolutely the best thing that happened to America in many, many years because he has the seasoning and he has the heart. Oh, my I God. have got to jump in here to. because that's going to. Please. <laughs> <laughs> because I'll never make it to break if I don't put a comment. <laughs> I, uh, I told you, Tom. We want to. We want to light. But under light. but under and your logic, uh, JD, I'd I'd have to pose the question: Why would anyone ever reelect anyone? 
Yeah, that's because uh, we, cool. we haven't yeah, seen a lot of really good right. performance. But we got right. to take a uh, short break, and we'll be back with uh, more armchair politics on the Tom Sumner program after we let our broadcast partners squeeze a few words in or do whatever they do when we go to break. We'll be right back. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. East Village Magazine is the monthly neighborhood magazine read all over Flint. With support from grants, donations, and advertisers, East Village Magazine's talented local writers give you an in-depth look at local news, issues, and people that make Flint, Flint. Copies of East Village Magazine are available at many of your favorite shops and restaurants around Flint or online at eastvillagemagazine.org. East Village Magazine, community-focused and community-supported. Imagine a journey down a picturesque river. Imagine your Flint River, 142 miles of recreation, natural beauty, and precious resources. The Flint River is a vital resource that is available for all to use and enjoy. The river and its ecosystem provide unlimited recreational opportunities and natural beauty while supporting wildlife in a vibrant landscape. We all have a responsibility to protect and preserve this precious resource. Learn more at FlintRiver.org or call the Flint River Watershed Coalition at 810-767-6490. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call the X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Cloth or disposable? Paint or wallpaper? Yellow or green? Babies come with lots of decisions. Crib or bassinet? Rocker or glider? So when it comes to protection against diseases, go with the safest, most effective choice. Vaccination. To protect your child against 14 serious childhood diseases like measles, meningitis, and whooping cough. That's why nearly all parents choose it. Stroller or carriage? Basketball or soccer? So get all the recommended vaccinations for your baby by age two. For more reasons to vaccinate, talk to your child's doctor. Go to cdc.gov vaccines or call 800-CDC-INFO. Justin or Justine. Immunizations help give you the power to protect your baby. A message from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Why are we stopping? We're going to be late for the show. Mom, Dad, we got to get gas. Not here, you're not. This place is charging an arm and a leg. Look, these days, price swings of 30 or 40 cents per gallon aren't unusual. But when a gas station charges a price way above the price at similar stations, that could be gas gouging. Michigan gas stations sell the correct quality and quantity of gas most of the time. 
But when a station does try to illegally take advantage of drivers, my office is here to stop them. Stop Attorney Generaling! We got a concert to get to! I hope she doesn't sit next to us. Narc. This is Attorney General Dana Nussel. If you have information about potential gas gouging, call my office or go online at michigan.gov slash ag. Put those away. We're at a gas station. This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Hey, welcome back, everybody. We continue now with Armchair Politics, uh, our weekly roundtable on the Tom Sumner Program with Paul Rosicki, Wes Whitaker, and J.D. Weingarten at the roundtable. Uh, jurors hearing arguments in a civil lawsuit stemming from the Flint water crisis on Monday heard testimony for the first time from the city's mayor at the time of the crisis, Dane Walling, Flint's mayor from 2009 to 2015, took the stand Monday and testified for more than three hours as a witness for attorneys representing the families of uh, four children they said suffered from exposure to lead in Flint's drinking water in 2014 and 15. In uh, his testimony, which was provided in person from the U.S. District Court in Ann Arbor, Walling gave a recap of Flint's history and the background of the water source switch that led to the crisis. Walling answered questions from attorneys representing the plaintiffs and reiterated that costs were the reasoning behind switching the source of water for Flint, a city that was in the midst of a financial emergency and thus was under the control of a temporary emergency financial manager. How much different would things have been if the city of Flint had not been under emergency management? Hmm. Well, they wouldn't have had to, to try and save the last nickel, which is what they try. I mean, basically, we said many times, if, if they'd spent $100 a day on the right chemical, they could have avoided much of the water crisis, but they were trying to cut the budget down to the down to the last nickel and dime, and that, you know, that led to it. You know, it's uh, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but um, uh, the uh, I think I want to answer your question. I'm trying to answer your question. Um, I guess from what I understand, and I don't know, I think this lawsuit is about the experts that they brought in and correct me if i'm wrong paul the experts that they brought in to who gave the the waterworks believe it or not a clean bill of health is that what the and they're suing them for basically misfeasance or malpractice or negligence in making that giving that opinion is is that correct Tom? Uh, i think that's the case i i believe so although yeah. the political leaders who end up taking the heat for it in the end well the political, I think that's the case. yeah we're not yeah the political part of it we're i don't think i, I understand but i i think you've got to understand that that's the thrust of what happened and from what i understand and i don't know i don't know that much about it is that but when they switched over to the old Flint Waterworks, okay, the, the, it was the only waterworks in the United States with a, a city of that size that did not have a lead filter. I don't know if that's true or not, uh, but if it was true, uh, then I would think that these experts uh, really missed the boat. Yeah, if that's, if that's the case. 
Uh, no, I still I I had heard that the emergency managers had simply wanted to cut the budget down to the bone and you know, you know, well, I, I don't get foot out of this crisis well, so, so the you save a few bucks. At well, the, at the well water plant. Paul, I, I don't know if the emergency managers were were placed with, and I don't know. I mean, I, I just don't know. You might be right, but I don't know if they were placed with the with the business of saying, "Look, uh, we can save a hundred dollars a day." Uh, by uh, not having a lead filter, I don't know if that question, that that issue, was posed to them. Yeah, here's, here's the why. I don't know that for sure either. Exactly. But but if it was, <clears throat> uh, shame on them. <laughs> so, exactly. No, that's I true. Say, that's true. But 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 I I don't know. You know, I just don't know. And uh, and 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 I think it's important to point out that uh, the mayor was not uh, did not have the authority. It was t- the authority, uh, as far as the waterworks are concerned, were completely taken over by the uh, governor. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I felt some sympathy for him getting caught in the middle with all that. But you're and exactly his right. people, and his people, and his people. Yeah, and, whether yeah. you and, have and, and, whether you and, have an emergency manager or yeah. not, when a governing body or institution hires a private company to come in for some expertise. Whenever somebody questions any kind of privatization, the the comeback is always, well, it you know, it, it really gives us someone to fall back on. If there's a problem, well, there's, well, I mean, there's somebody I mean, to blame. If well, if you can't blame the companies you hired for some sort of misfeasance, why would you hire them in the first place? It it usually well, isn't cost saving. Well, hold it, hold it. Here's the problem. The problem is number one, uh, they hired them for a reason. What was that reason? And who knew about that reason? And what did they do about it? Well, they hired an expert, I believe. Is that right, Paul? I mean, isn't yeah, that yeah, there were, there were experts hired? who were hired. And, and yeah. I, although I do believe that some of those experts did say that the plant wasn't ready. And by the time they were switching to the Flint River water, I think there now, were some that, experts that, who said, we're not ready good, to do this yet. That's a good rendition of history. And uh, uh, that's a, that, that might be the case. And if that's the case, then the uh, authority had no, no business uh, using is uh, switching. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, my recollection just... of of that uh, now eight year period was that um, the city of Flint was crawling with experts. Some official, some <laughs> unofficial. <laughs> Every, everybody was a water expert. That's true. Everybody's an expert. You know, I know I've been, I know, I know, I know, I, I mean, everybody's an expert on everything these days. That's I mean, the you know the definition of expert, right? <laughs> well, here's, the, yeah, exactly. Well, X is you know, a has-been and X is a has-been and spurts a drip under pressure. As a, I've hired many experts in my practice, uh, being a personal injury attorney, uh, accident reconstructionists, uh, you know, uh, economic experts, mm-hmm. uh, what and what have you, and, and you know, um, some uh, you know, you talk to them, and you wonder, huh? Wait a minute here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> how's this guy get to be an expert? Yeah, you know, I mean, and, and then, uh, and, and, and oh, they have credentials because you know you have to you have to make sure they have the proper credentials to be certified as an expert by the courts. 
but but that that's a that's another issue. Now I don't know. I mean, that is a this lawsuit, and I don't know much about it. You know, I think though it has to do with with the the, the incompetence of the experts. And uh, look, uh, you, you know this. Uh, these are these are defend listening to these experts. The prosecution is going to learn how strong the defense is going to be, because you see that's probably what they will be relying on. And I'm just guessing again. Uh, don't you know? Uh, in the criminal prosecutions, is the fact that they uh, either didn't listen to the experts, or and or in defense in, in, for their defense that the experts gave them the wrong advice. Well, hey, I want to try and squeeze in one more quick one before we get to the top of the hour break. Um, the Michigan Supreme Court dismissed a lawsuit Friday filed by voting rights advocacy groups alleging that the state house map drawn by the Independent Redistricting Commission provides an unfair advantage to Republicans. Uh, since both major political parties have challenged the maps, do you think the redistricting commission probably uh, did a good job? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, since, since both sides are unhappy, that's probably as good as you're going to get. And it may probably be, it may the right match. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always say about a good settlement, uh, Tom, that nobody's happy. <laughs> <laughs> that, that may be a good line, J.D. That may be yeah, the case of the redistricting. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it was uh, JFK once was uh, being challenged in a press conference, and Paul, you'll remember this. You have the same videotape I do, um, where he was questioned about his um, his actions on civil rights, and and there was a poll that said 50% of the people thought he wasn't moving fast enough, and he said, "Well, 50% of the people." think I'm not moving fast enough and 50% of the people think I'm moving too fast so I think we're probably mo <laughs> moving at about the right <laughs> tempo. That's, that's probably about it, yeah. Right, yeah. that's right. Well, I think, I'm hope I'm hoping that you know, uh, that this gets resolved and, and that we, we have uh, a fair uh, a fair cut up of the, of the state uh, and and I, I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful that people will work this, that, that you know these kind of things will will work themselves out uh, so that we can have a a, a you know a, a, a fair uh, representation for all people in the state of Michigan. By the way, on, on a similar point, what do you think about the, the delays in the criminal cases that may go on for years? I just saw the story. I I, uh, I have a. Are you talking about the water deal? Are you talking? Yeah, yeah, the water deal. Yeah, the the the, the criminal stuff with 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 the governor and, and a variety of other administrators who were part of all that. I'm an outspoken critic. Uh, outspoken, Wes, do you like that? Outspoken, outspoken <laughs> critic. Of, <laughs> you outspoken. say you're outsmoking? <laughs> I love it. I got a bad uh, connection that's why, here. That's why the gentleman is a champ. All right. I, I, I'm an outspoken. I, mean, I got to hurry. I'm an outspoken critic of justice being delayed is justice denied. And right now exactly. there are six thousand uh, men and women sitting in the Wayne County jails, waiting because they can't make bond for their trial. Usually there are fifteen hundred. The 
Supreme Court has to put the, put the accelerator down. They've got to bring back retired judges. They've got to accelerate the process of justice. And it's the same thing with this, uh, those, those, uh, those who are tried, uh, those who are accused in the water crisis. They need to get their day in court. That's not right. And I, 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 I really feel very strongly about this. And the, what's even worse is the civil docket is all clogged up and backed up. And well, something's got to be done about it. We've got to stop it there, or we'll be back with the second half right after Hi, this. Hi, I'm Alexander Zanjic. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Tom Sumner.